This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The Canadian federal leaders' French language debate takes place tonight. It's the first debate that will include the appearance of liberal leader Justin Trudeau. The role of Quebec in electing our next government cannot be overstated. La Belle Province has 78 seats. At Parliament's dissolution, the Liberals held 40, followed by the NDP at 14, the Conservatives at 11, the Bloc at 10, and the People's Party at 1, and that is one that was Conservative when he was elected. Now, if the current polls are correct, the NDP stands to lose most, if not all, of those seats, and the Bloc, which was practically wiped out in recent years, is resurgent under the leader François Blanchet, who is a former provincial minister and television analyst. Now, I'd like to hear from you if you have a view on this, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I am joined by Ashton Arsenault, consultant at Crestview Strategies, and John McEtitian, who is a conservative strategist. Thank you and welcome to you both. Good afternoon, Libby. Glad to be here. Okay, let's start with you, Ashton. So um, one of the big issues in this election in Quebec is staying out of Bill 21, which is the provincial law banning religious headgear or other uh, religious symbols from public servants, which is very popular in Quebec. And uh, uh, I have to say that uh, if anyone is standing on principle, it is Jagmeet Singh, who's wearing his turban and his beard and, and is coming right out and saying he thinks this is wrong. Ashton, how is that playing into Quebec? Yeah, Libby, uh, Bill 21 is a poison pill for every federal party, with the exception of the bloc, as you rightly pointed out. I think you're going to see a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, you're probably going to see the prime minister and the aspiring prime minister, Andrew Scheer, uh, attempting to avoid this at all costs. Uh, frankly, their public messaging on this has been eerily similar to date, and there's not much else they can do. And essentially, what they've both said is that there's a court action underway. They're not going to uh, interfere in the process, but they don't agree with the policy on principle. Now, for Jagmeet Singh, the, co- the problem is compounded for a couple of reasons, and one of them you already mentioned. They're not doing so hot in Quebec. It's where they have the majority of the seats. And right now, they're trying to essentially hold on to the deck furniture. So uh, there's a difference between taking a principled stand and holding on uh, to what you're likely to lose. And I think Jagmeet Singh is in for perhaps a bit of a rough evening. But I'd be looking for Andrew Scheer and Justin Trudeau to stand far away from this issue tonight. Uh, yeah, well, they've both said that uh, it's kind of a demand by the Quebec premier has demanded that that the federal party leaders agree not to intervene in those court challenges. And, uh, you know, Trudeau and Scheer um, have agreed they're staying away from it. And Jagmeet Singh is uh, standing on principle. But, you know, when he's standing there in his turban, it, it would be hard for him to do otherwise. John McEtitian, uh 
Would you have hoped that Andrew Shear might have taken a different stand on this? I would have liked to have seen leadership from one of the parties that's likely to win the government. Um, but uh, the sad reality of modern political campaigns is what exactly, again, is the prize for courage or for having a controversial uh, stand on something? And the answer is nothing. So sadly, the smart play, any uh, backroom person worth their salt would say, avoid any possible conflict. Uh, defer to the courts. It's an easy way out. Uh, and it's interesting. This is not um, the new block leader who uh, gets high marks from people just in terms of uh, his performance, let's say, uh, is is very much aligned with the premier of the province, François Legault, and um, he has other demands from federal parties, and they want fewer immigrants, a values test for newcomers, restrictions on religious symbols, and they even want a single uh, tax form uh, handled in Quebec. Yeah, look, uh, for your for your listeners, Libby, uh, Yves Franchette is... Actually, as it turns out, uh, a, quite a gifted politician. Uh, he's got a background in broadcast, as you pointed out when we sort of kicked this off. But his performance, at least in front of the camera and on the microphone to date, has been quite remarkable. Uh, although it is, you know, uh, exclusively French, uh, if you were to turn that into English, I, I'm sure the, the remainder of Canada would agree as well that uh, this guy knows how to game. Uh, however, that being said, this is classic Bloc Quebecois. I don't think we need to get too preoccupied. Uh, with the demands of the Bloc Quebec law. Although, unfortunately, in this particular election, there's potentially a chance that they end up holding the balance of power, depending on how many seats they get and, uh, you know, what the math is at the end of the night. But um, as, as one of my former mentors always told me, uh, the Bloc Quebec law will be the Bloc Quebec law. Right. But it's it's uh, probably coming back in in a big way. Am I Am I wrong? You're not wrong at all. Uh, well, as of this morning, you know, polling has them anywhere from 15 to 20 seats. So uh, that's that's not insignificant in any way. Uh, yeah. Now, um, John, what do you think is going to happen with the two major parties? I mean, so we have the Liberals at 40, and I gather they stand to gain there. Uh, the SNC-Lavalin thing is seen very differently in in Quebec, uh, and his stand is probably seen in a, a positive light. And it doesn't look like they're particularly upset uh, about the blackface thing either. No, well, uh, that's sort of, uh, at least they're consistent across these issues. Uh, but the reality is uh, all Trudeau's got to do is uh, not, uh, go out there with his uh, uh, he, he always got to do is not do a face plant like <laughs> it's almost inconceivable how he could have a bad night I mean all he's got to do is go out there do the pablum lines which he's so amazing at smile comb his hair and he'll do just fine and they'll probably gain seats but it's not based on merit it's fundamentally based on the fact that the other parties have failed to take him on successfully. And uh, the biggest one being the NDP, who are in danger of potential being wiped out of the province. Um, and then, you know, uh, smaller smaller numbers, but, you know, the Greens have, you know, one of their two seats in the House up for grabs. Uh, there's a good chance they lose that. And Bernier, uh, 
if he wins, then he'll continue to be a nuisance. But if he loses, uh, that would end the uh, the most agonizing vanity exercise that we've seen in uh, probably Canadian history. Ashton Arsenault, uh, how do you see the Liberals coming out of that? I mean, first of all, there's the, there's the language issue. Uh, I yep. think that uh, Trudeau is actually more more comfortable in French and Andrew Shearer, it's his second language. He speaks it pretty well. Uh, Jagmeet Singh uh, speaks great French. Yeah, so uh, I agree with most of John's points, frankly. Um, but I just want to talk about strategy a little bit here because what we know about sort of Quebec electoral politics in relation to federal performance uh, is actually quite significant. So what we do know about the Liberals is that they perform very strong uh, in and around Montreal and the surrounding suburbs, um, but they tend to bleed uh, more of their vote when it comes to sort of the northern regions and also the unilingual francophone regions. That's where you're sort of seeing the bloc perform well to the lesser extent the Tories, and uh, the NDP is just trying to hold on to the deck furniture here. But I think for Justin Trudeau, this is where John is correct, he will likely show a better command of the French language than Andrew Scheer. Uh, again, it's, you know, he sort of grew up speaking both, uh, intertwined, uh, and has a great command of that language. And Quebecers, uh, noticed that, frankly. Um, so I think that's going to be a difficult obstacle to overcome for Andrew Scheer. But the Prime Minister, what he will want to do is he will want to stick on his points, uh, with respect to the environment, uh, and also, uh, about what he can do for Quebec. Um, the prime minister, there's a reason why Justin Trudeau is doing two French debates and only one English one, and it's because of Quebec. Uh, yeah, I would think so. And John McCutcheon, uh, I, I've seen some commentary that basically said that Andrew Scheer made a big mistake by not turning up an environmental rally, that it's a, a big issue in Quebec and perhaps bigger than in the rest of the country. Um, I would say it's probably the single largest mistake the conservative campaign has made in this election. Absolutely. Uh, how anybody running a national campaign uh, didn't know two years ago that climate change would be um, uh, the number one issue and how uh, they didn't know they should have the best policy of all the parties and the strongest one um, is beyond me. Uh, clearly, that wasn't done by uh, Scheer uh, or his team. And uh, if he fails to become prime minister, then that'll be the single biggest reason. Uh, the second reason, though, would be what he'll face in the debate tonight. Um, Canadians, you know, are passionate about their politics, but none more passionate, I'd suggest, than the people of Quebec. And... Uh, while we went from a leader who had many adjectives that weren't friend, described as friendly in the friendly basket with Harper, uh, nobody could come up with anything negative to see about Andrew Scheer. Uh, you know, friendly, nice, likable. If anything, he's been criticized for smiling too much. But passionate is not a word that's used to describe him at all. And, and if anything, uh, I mean, he started the campaign off by getting it out of neutral from kind of the last two years to first gear. But he hasn't found second gear throughout the campaign in English Canada, and it would be great if he could find second or third gear tonight in the uh, French debate. But if, unless he's able to do that, so it's not just showing up and performing well. He's got to be passionate. He's got to connect. And if he doesn't, then it's not really going to cost him that much because there's not that many seats that he'd lose. But it would be amazing if he could connect with people and break through. 
And, and of course, for sure, the biggest uh, outcome of tonight isn't going to be the actual performance. It's going to be all the pundits uh, deciding how we did and uh, reporting on it for the next two or three days. Okay, well, isn't that the way? Ashton Arsenault, I'm just looking at the CBC's poll tracker, and it actually says that the bloc has the same level of support as the Conservatives. Do you agree with that? I do. Um, you know, we've sort of seen the bloc run a very uh, targeted, and I'm talking about more than just, you know, Quebec as the province, but a very targeted in terms of regionality in Quebec campaign. And as I mentioned before we took that break, um, they have a leader that seems to have command on how politics works and, and what a certain portion of the population in Quebec wants. So one thing I would just ask everybody to be mindful of is, this is probably going to come down to a couple of three-way riding splits, particularly in Quebec, Quebec City and the surrounding areas. And uh, each of those parties, both the Bloc and the Conservatives, will be doing everything they absolutely can to make sure that their voters turn out on Election Day, because some of these ridings are going to be very, very close. I would imagine so. And John, do you think that, uh, again, back to Jagmeet Singh, he speaks great French. He did that commercial where he's putting on the turban. Did did any of that have any resonance, uh, you think, in Quebec or not? No, I, I, th- I think it did. I think uh, it had great resonance in Quebec, and I think it had great resonance across the country. I think it will stand out as one of the highlights of this, uh, what's starting to become described as the worst Canadian campaign ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the reality is, um, great. He had one great moment. He's had virtually none prior since he became leader. And since then, we virtually haven't heard from him. So he's, you know, a, a, again, his second best moment would have been the way he dealt with uh, Trudeau's uh, blackface moment. Uh, but still, uh, again, uh, fundamentally, you've got uh, with Jagmeet, who, who I thought was the, I think most uh, smart people thought in the country, he was the right choice for the NDP at the time, has turned out to be a complete and utter failure. Uh, on almost every front, from policy to communication to organization. And, you know, there's a chance that the NDP, as much as they, uh, you know, hit record highs with the orange crush under Layton, that there's a potential with what I think will be record low turnout and tighter uh, three- and four-way races than we've ever seen before in Canadian elections, that the NDP could potentially be wiped off the map completely in Quebec. Ashton, do you agree with that? I think there's an outside chance they're wiped off the board completely in Quebec. It would surprise me a little bit. Uh, I see a couple of, I mean, they have a couple of strong performers, uh, frankly, in their caucus from Quebec. It's probably where the, the, the bulk of their strength lies, sort of in that middling region. I'd be surprised if they went down to zero, but as John Riley points out, uh, it's not entirely impossible at this point, which if you're Doug Mead Singh um, and if you're wiped out on election night in Quebec, uh, you can probably just about prepare to hand in your resignation papers because that would be the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick call from Sam in Toronto. Hello, Sam. Hey, Libby. How are you? Fine. Um, how? Well, I just want to make a quick point. Like, you know, the media and political elite, they're surprised that why about the reaction of the people and general public about this blackface issue and other things. To me, I think it's like more like a silent protest by the people because 
to them, nothing has changed. Nothing will change. The both political party, you know, the old established party keep changing and rich get richer, you know, poor get poorer. And uh, this is just another distraction to them. It's very clear. You know, they're getting informed, just like American public. And they're thinking like, you know what? This is not a big issue. Unless you talk about real issue, we are not with you. We're not just going to follow the line and all this distraction, all kinds of things. Because uh, bottom line is, uh, it's just a revolving door. Trudeau goes, Harper comes, Harper goes, somebody else comes. It's like established dynasty, and to them, it makes no difference. Unless maybe the Communist Party come or NDP come or something else, maybe there's a change. So you think that's what's going on in Quebec? Well, in Quebec, I don't follow, I haven't followed Quebec since the last referendum. (laughs) But I'm I'm overall, like, you know, I'm overall, I follow up in Quebec, and I think it's some sort of a a uh, nativist issue is happening. Not, not that it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad or good. All I'm saying is that, um, you know, if they go their own way and they, they push and pressure, maybe it's for the better. Who knows? Because, you know, maybe they, they look at Canada as, as a system that, that doesn't, uh, you know, correlate. Um, okay, Sam, I, th- I think we get your drift. Thanks for your okay. call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, so uh, we are running out of time on this. Uh, John McEtishan, what would you like to leave us with on this? Uh, vote. If you've already made up your mind, vote now. You don't have to wait till Election Day and uh, risk uh, being late from work or getting sick. And uh, if you haven't uh, decided who to vote for, then uh, try to pay some attention and find a reason to vote for somebody, not to be hysterical and vote against somebody. Okay, well, most people do. And Ashton Arsenault, uh, what should we look for tonight? Quickly, two things tonight. Number one, does Andrew Scheer look prime ministerial, put up against Justin Trudeau? Does he have command of the French language? Uh, second, is he able to clearly distinguish himself and his plan from the existing liberal plan? And will Quebecers agree with it? Uh, and also, yes, please go and vote. Elections do matter. Uh, unfortunately, the last caller was a bit cynical, but elections yeah. do matter. Okay. Thank you so much, Ashton Arsenault and John McCutishan. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Libby. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.